This is a free download from Delancey Elim Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elim Church building at Le Banks, St. Sampson's, in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk. Good evening everybody and welcome to Delancey Elim Church and more importantly to this induction of Nicole. Any induction service is an exciting service, I think everybody would agree. But tonight we feel even more excited because we feel like Nicole is one of our own. We're looking forward to that. We want you to enjoy this time, so please enjoy the worship, enjoy the time with us. We're really excited about the future of this church and looking forward to what's going to happen. Would you just like to stand and then... If you would, just close your eyes while we just pray over this service. Lord, we're just so excited about what you're doing in this church and with Nicole. And Lord, tonight we give all this time to you. We give you our hearts. We give you our souls. Use them as you will, Lord. Lord, we pray you will be with each of us tonight. And we pray no person will go from here without feeling a touch from you. So, Lord, as we hand over to the worship, we ask you to be glorified. We ask you to be magnified. You are the God of God. You are the King of Kings. We give it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You are listening to a free download from Delancey Elam Church. Thank you. Please take your seats. It's a real joy and a privilege to be here tonight for all kinds of good reasons. The first one being at my age, it's a joy and a privilege to be anywhere. (laughs) The second one being I'm always excited to be at a moment where God is about to do something fresh and something new. I think starting points are really important. Don't you? And it's extra special for me because it happens to be somebody I like. That's not always the case. (laughs) It's not always the case. I know that Jesus loves everybody and I'm playing catch up with that. But I really, really like this young lady. I think she is a real blessing to you as a community. And and I know that she's had a huge impact on the island already with all the work she's done in the school. So it's a real privilege to be here tonight for you, Nicole. In a moment, we're going to kind of do some other things and if you're new to this environment you were right when you walked through the door I just want to reassure you we are absolutely mental (laughs) so as long as we can put that to bed and you haven't got to spend two hours trying to work it out that'll save you a little energy and time and let me tell you why that's the case because something's happened to us there was a time when we didn't understand some things and suddenly our eyes were opened and we began to see things quite differently And um, that particular moment in my life happened 33 years ago. I know it's difficult to believe that I'm that old, but 33 years ago, I experienced God. And um, I've been insatiably in love with him ever since. In fact, I don't know why I'm here really, except I only came out for a loaf of bread 25 years ago and ended up getting a call into the ministry, went off to Bible college. You be careful where you shop. Things are risky these days. It's a risky, risky day. 
So it's good to have you with us tonight. If you are not used to this environment, just relax. We're, we're okay, honestly. We don't bite unless somebody asks very nicely. And uh, even if you don't understand anything that's going on, there's cake. So it was worth coming for that anyway. But <clears throat> I wanted to just uh, invite a couple of people to come and say a few words today. And particularly, I want to invite Nigel, who's an elder here at the church, to come and, and bring his comments and, and his statement to us on this moment of celebration. Where are you, Nigel? Oh, thank you, sir. You can say hello to him by clapping. That's good. Thank you. It's a bit different really today because usually when we have a minister coming into our our church, it's a new minister, it's a person we've never met before and it's um, somebody that doesn't know us and we don't know them. But this is very different. Um, When I had to make the announcement uh, back along in May that Pastor John was leaving and um, people wondered what was going to happen so I said immediately after that, and Nicole was actually sitting on that seat, weren't you, at that time, um, that um, Pastor Nicole would be taking over. And there was a tremendous just sense of, of applause, spontaneous applause. And we had a chat a little later on that day, and we said we just felt that God put his seal on that, that point in, with, that, with that applause. It's been great having Pastor Nicole on our leadership team nine years receiving her ministry and her love and her care. Sometimes uh, someone we all as a church have grown to love and appreciate. Someone who knows us well, all our foibles and all (laughs) our ups and our downs. And um, she knows how we tick. We certainly look forward to being under her ministry and under her leadership. We all want to carry on reaching out into this community. We all want to see people coming to faith in Christ. We all want to see people growing in that faith, whether they've been just just a Christian now or if they've been a Christian for years. We still want to see them growing. It's times like this that I'm reminded of the the verse in Joshua where where he was about to take over the, the, the children of Israel, the leadership of the children of Israel. And um, Moses had just died. And verse 9 of chapter 1 of Joshua says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And Pastor Nicole, we claim that for you. We as a church are looking forward to travelling with you on this journey and seeing where God is going to lead us. And what he's going to do Through the good times, no doubt we'll have some rough ones as well because the enemy tries always to throw something at us. But we will stick together to see victory. Over the course of the last few months amongst amongst the church, family, there's been and still is a great sense of excitement and anticipation that God is going to move here. Thank you, Nigel. And we have amongst us tonight some local leaders from other churches, and I'm going to invite a couple of them to come forward, please, just to bring your greeting. Is Mick Leggett in the house? Is he here? Because I know he was at the pub earlier, and uh, (laughs) I wasn't sure if he'd quite make it. 
I'd only followed him there, though. That was, that was why he knew that uh, knew I was there. But, but there you go. I'm surprised he actually remembered. Anyway, no. no let's... I've got three. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Oh, Paul. Simon. Well, Nicole, it's, it's brilliant to be able to just stand here um, as a fellow Ealing minister. And um, I've actually not been an Ealing minister as long as, as Nicole has. Um, she's actually probably one of the, the longest serving sort of in, in ministry terms uh, here on the island. Um, but uh, it's brilliant to be able to just say to you, uh, welcome to your new role. Um, and um, I know that uh, Matt um, and Heather and I, and we're uh, really just sort of looking forward to, to working with you, uh, sort of Elim churches together, if you like. And uh, I do want to remind you and publicly say this as well. Uh, we've, we've said this in private already. If you need anything, you only have to ask. Okay, you only have to ask. And I'll ask Matt to sort things out for you. So it's no problem at all. But what we're going to be doing, um, we're going to be earnestly praying for you. You see, as you get used to some new responsibilities, we've already heard, you know, you're already part and parcel of this church, but your responsibilities changed. Uh, things are a little bit different. But we want you to be able to understand God's plans and God's purposes and all that he's got uh, over these coming weeks and months and years for Delancey. For those of you who are here tonight and you are regular attenders or members of Delancey Elim, can I ask you too to do something for me and for Nicole? Can you pray for her? I don't want you to just pray for us like once a week. Pray for her every single day. Pray that she'll have all the wisdom that she needs, especially if she leads you into places that take courage. She'll need more prayer then. And pray that she'll have the grace that she needs as well and that, that you'll have the grace that you need to make her role and her life as easy as possible. Which doesn't mean it will be easy, but it just means it will be a little less difficult. One of the best prayers that we can ever pray for anyone, let alone a pastor, is the one that Paul prayed for the Ephesian church. And he says in Ephesians 1.16, he says, talking of the Ephesians, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. If you don't know what to pray for Nicole, pray that prayer from Ephesians chapter 1. And Nicole, that's my prayer for you. That as you continue your ministry here, as you continue your journey with this church, that, that you'll grow deeper in your knowledge of God and you'll go wider in your proclamation of the message of hope, the gospel. So Nicole, I'm welcoming you home to your island as a foreigner, which is a bit of an odd thing to do. But uh, welcome to your home, welcome to your people, and uh, we as Elim just want to see you flourish and this church flourish as we work together. God bless you. And now we're going to have Nathan Miller bring his greetings. Where are you, Nathan? Nathan's from the Church on the Rock. Is that new wine leader here on the island too? Is that right? Thank you. Well, good evening. It's great to be here. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm the lead pastor at Church on the Rock, and we happen to be neighbours. So uh, 
Um, we'll see where that goes, which is really, really exciting. Um, but also, uh, I started leading about two years ago, and at the time, just shortly after that, I started leading the New Wine Guernsey team. And New Wine is like a neutral kind of umbrella where um, many, many churches get together. And once a month, uh, we get uh, the church leaders and staff members are very welcome to gather um, at like a leaders network meeting, which we always start, and ministers and pastors all love it, where we start with coffee, um, which is the important thing, of course. And uh, But the main thing is we worship together, and we just um, share how things are going on personally or generally what's going on in the life of the churches. I found that personally invaluable. I think it's so, so important. We gather about a dozen churches together. Um, and even just in September when Nicole came for the first time, uh, we had about 20, um, 24 people around that came. Just an amazing sense of building relationships. And one of the key things that churches cannot do on this island is work on their own. And it's really, really important that we work together. Uh, we're on the same mission. We're not here to just people pinch and think this is for us. We're doing it for the glory of Jesus. And I just want to welcome you, Nicole. You came to the first one. You survived, which is good. Um, the other thing I find really helpful is that when you share with one another about what's going on in the life of your church, and then you hear another church leader say they've got a problem, and you think, it's the same problem, yes. That's good. It's not just us that experience that going on. But actually, in all seriousness, it's a great time to encourage one another. And I just want to give you a warm welcome, and uh, we'll be praying for you. It's really, really exciting. And uh, one of the key things, as I say, is building up relationships against, across the whole line with church leaders. So that's it. That's all you got me, and uh, look forward to working with you. So it probably seems a slightly bizarre thing that we're welcoming somebody who's already here and has been here for quite a number of years. But there is lots of precedent in the Bible to suggest that that type of honoring and that type of including someone to a moment actually is consistent. And um, I don't know if you go to church, and if you go to church, you probably realize that sometimes we say that God is with us, where two or more are gathered in the midst he shall be. But actually, there's God with us, and then there's God with us. And, and what we're doing today is doing the God with us thing. We're saying, Nicole, you're with us. You're with us, and we're with you. And we want to partner with you to see all kinds of great things happen, because the story of God is beginning to unfold here in this church afresh. And we want to be right there at, at chapter one saying, you know, oh, all the great things that God's about to do. We want to be part of that, praying for that, and indeed welcoming you to steer the ship with those who are around you to bring this church into the fullest of its destiny. Because how many of us know that its best days are yet to come? However great the past has been, the Bible teaches us that the glory of the latter house, that's the church, will far surpass that of its former glory. So we're looking forward to a great adventure. And we're looking forward to partnering with Nicole. And we're looking forward to the move of the Holy Spirit that I know that she has a heart for and a desire to see happen here on the island. And uh, we're going to introduce you now to someone else who's coming to chat to us a little bit is a friend of mine is Paul Hudson he's the region leader for the northeast and the midlands and it's a fairly new position so he's catching up with himself on that but he's here with us today because he was also Nicole's pastor up in Dewsbury for a number of years and he is delighted to come and share God's word with us would you give him a welcome please thank you thank you well such a lot of people here I didn't know you had so many friends. <laughs> this really shocked me. Are you, are you in the right place? 
nice to see you. Who would have guessed it, eh? Who would have guessed tonight happening that this um, quiet girl, quietest girl in school who apparently went a whole year without speaking to her teacher, who would have guessed it that here we are tonight? Who would have guessed it that um, this 18-year-old arriving into my church in Yorkshire in 1998. Who would have guessed that? And now this. Who would have guessed it that she was absolutely freaking out when I asked her to read the Bible in public? I mean, and now... And when when I gave her the opportunity to preach her first sermon, which lasted five minutes, she vomited in the toilet beforehand. Who would have guessed that, that from that here, this is it. Who'd have guessed that? Who'd have guessed it when I gave you the keys, your, your, your own set of church keys, that on the first day of giving you the set of keys, you left the church open and we had our first, we had our first robbery. And who, who'd have guessed that moment to be this moment? Who would have thought that? Oh, I wouldn't have guessed it. I could tell you a whole evening of stories of Nicole. Let me tell you what you're getting. Um, Because um, when somebody moves from being on team, in a leadership team, and then they become... Uh, the captain, shall we say, um, of the team, they start to be a little bit more vocal. And let me tell you what you're getting here. You are getting someone who's carrying a a wisdom um, that some people never get, which is beyond years. And And a raw down-to-earth reality with feet on the ground kind of a person. You are getting someone who does not think too much of themselves or think that they've got it all worked out but is on a journey. Somebody who carries a a balance of humility in their life. Um, You're getting someone who's, who's not afraid to put a shift in who will have a go and is just a darn hard worker and attention to detail does not like scruffiness and, and, and will, will do a very best to make sure that even the cupcake is positioned <laughs> in the right way. Um, who loves recycling and everything green and that kind of, and will betide you if you put the rubbish in the wrong bin kind of a person. Attention to, but you're getting someone who's got this incredible love for everybody and an inclusivity. And I would love having you leading any one of my churches tomorrow. Tomorrow, like that. But she loves this island. And it's where she has to be. And I know that the best days, just like Simon says, I know the best days of this church is, is, is right here under your leadership. 
and the prayers of the previous generation that are waiting to be answered are going to be answered um, in this moment going forward. My daughter has just entered into the ministry in, in a training capacity, just like Nicole did under my ministry. And, and, is, and is, we, don't ha- we, we, we have got a rising number of female ministers, and we're really pleased about that. And um, it's, it's, it's people like my daughter who's looking to, to you and etc. as heroes to want to, to, to replicate and be like, uh, in that sense. Um, I, I believe that your character, your gifting, and your years of experience with people and what you've done in school, um, although to be fair, you're the only one who's told me your results. <laughs> So it's a little bit biased, isn't it? Just thought about that then. But your passion, your energy uh, for God um, and to make him known in a, in a relevant contemporary way that makes sense tells me that this is the right time to start coming to church. So, I'm going to talk about a little story but I'm going to talk to you it's going to be a bit awkward. Um, and, and I'll talk to the church tomorrow. But this is a story about a, a king called Saul, a little guy called David who was a shepherd, and a big guy called Goliath who was not nice. And so here's three verses. And then um, for the next two hours, I'm going to just be speaking to your, <laughs> to your life. So it's... Here's the verses. Saul, when David is um, the only one who says, I'm going to have a go, and I'll try and bring down this big guy who's threatening um, our nation, King Saul says, okay, well, I want to dress you in my tunic, and I want to put a coat of armor on you, and I'm going to put a bronze helmet on your head, and so that's what he did, and David fastened on his sword over the tunic, and then he tried walking around clumsily because he was not used to them. He said, I can't go in these. This is just, just not me, and I'm not used to them. So he took them all off, and then David took what he was used to. He took what was um, who, um, his own identity. He took what he had been used to all his life, and he took a staff, because he's a shepherd, and he chose, he went to the street, at the stream, he chose five smooth stones, he put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and took his sling in his hand, and he approached the Philistine, Goliath. I'm going to tell you a few things, Nicole, that you need to hear. On this new day, and, a, a, and a, for the church, for you, um, remember these things. Number one. Number one of 25 points. Number one, are you ready? Number one, take off the expectations of other people for your life. Just don't have it. See, everyone dressed like this going into battle. That's, you're a soldier, you need to dress like this. And uh, there's an opinion that a minister should be like this. This is, this is a minister. 
this is, this is, this is what, it, what, it, what you like. And I know you continually fight against that, and I want to encourage you to continually break the mold and be different. Just like at, um, we have, at some point, all of us have made God into the image we want him to be. There's this stereotypical view of what a minister should be for me. But if I may add, throw in a charge, you're going to be, have a few charges and people will understand what those are later. But if I may throw in a, a charge to you, I charge you to resist, resist, capital R, all attempts from outside the church, inside the church, from other churches on the island to become boring. So keep dancing, keep partying, and keep laughing. Yeah? So take off the expectations. Some people would appreciate that a little in, in, in the room tonight. Secondly, take off the defensiveness that some think is essential as a minister. Um, the armour. Don't become somebody that you're not. Um, you have to be vulnerable. And um, how you are is what got you to this place. And let people continue to see the vulnerability of your life. Three. Take off the successful pleasure um, of the past. Take off all the success of the past. Saul's tunic, his armour, his helmet, his sword were all symbols of past victories and how wonderful they were. Honour the past, but you don't wear it today. This is a new day. It needs a new strategy. It's a day of change. Number four. He takes hold of all that he knew. Number four is this. Be who you really are. He takes hold of the staff. It's a branch of wood that's been twisted and shaped over the years. It's made of hard wood. It's weather beaten. It's seen life. It's personal to David. Just like Moses had a staff, Aaron had a staff, David... David had a staff. It's his staff. It's handed down generationally to them. The staff represents who they are. This is who, I, like a doctor with a... Um, what does a doctor have? Yeah, just as a test, just to see if you were... Thank you, Richard, you passed. That's good. Like a butcher with a cleave in... Yeah, let's just... You get the drift. We don't need to go through illustrations, yeah? So with your staff. Yeah, it's, it's who you are, and the staff represents who that person is, their status, their authority, and in a sense, they don't choose a staff, it's like they were chosen for the staff. This is, this is who you are. And the Bible says that you're a chosen vessel. It says, you didn't choose me. God says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you, and I've appointed you to go and bear fruit. And I've seen you uh, submit to the shaping of God in your life. And I've seen the battles of surrender, the weather-beaten um, journeys of the valleys, 
and the difficulties behind the scenes that has made you who you are today. And you've gone through some hard times and all that stretched you and extended you. It's challenged your brain and your thought life of what is it I believe? Who are you, God? Where are you, God? And those, those years of trying to find what is faith and who, who am I in that? And I've seen that journey. And that, what you've come out of that is this, this staff which is experienced, this life that has not just taken it like a, uh, a, you know, a wooden spoon, just, you know, I'm a Christian, just, I'm indoctrinated. But you have gone through the challenge of all of that and really took into task what you really believe. And that's what I admire in you. And, and you've proven and come through that, that, that challenge of submission and surrender to a God who you don't understand but are on a journey to knowing more and more. And I want to say that, that staff, that weather-beaten, challenged, pursuing journey of who you are is enough. Number five, be patient. Be patient with people, be patient with the circumstance. It always goes faster in your mind. David goes down to the streams, uh, into the stream and says, right, okay, how many stones shall I get? I, I, I reckon I could do it in one. He didn't say, I reckon I can do it in one. But it takes five. If it takes one, two, if it takes three, I'll take five stones just in case. Because this geezer's coming down. I, you know, I'll throw one. If I miss, I'll throw two, three, four. I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to bring this guy down. Paul tells Tim- Timothy, his mentor, keep your head, endure the work, discharge all your duties. It's not going to be easy, but it's not complicated. Be prepared for things to take longer, but be patient. And as you're patient, you're going to see things that you want to see. Number six, throw everything into it. You're ho- I, I know you'll do it. Throw everything into this. And so David takes um, the shepherd's bag. Shepherd's bag carried everything. I mean, it, it, all that he needed as a shepherd was in that bag. And it, and it, it had the responsibility to carry what the shepherd needed. And I know you've already begun this. I know you're already on a journey of this. And, and, and you take your responsibility seriously. You're, you're pouring in your, your life, your finance, your energy, your time. Of course, it needs more than you. It needs, it needs the church. It needs everybody. But you're going to be the ambassador. You're going to demonstrate to the church that actually... The difference between what makes a, a church thrive and a church that's not thriving is um, the people within the church are all in. And they're totally, 100%. This is not a hobby. This is not a Sunday club. This is, we're, we're, we're totally in this for a change of loving and helping people in our community to have better lives. Finally, if you keep doing what you should do, the results are going to come. And so he takes hold of his sling. A sling was used by the military and, the, and also the shepherds for hurling stones with absolute accuracy and great power. And the idea would be that that stone would gain momentum as it's been just spun around. 
And all that you do, just week in, week out, just the same things, um, consistently. All that you're doing is building momentum. Keep on doing what you're doing. Even if you can't see the storm coming out yet and they're thinking, oh my goodness, where are, are we going to get a breakthrough in this? Are we going to see what we want to see? You just keep on doing it. Because if you, if you just keep on being faithful, keep on being o- obedient in what you're doing, then the results are going to come. So I say to you, I really, really do know you're going to do this. And I'm really delighted for the church. And I'm really looking forward to how this church grows in many ways, not just numerically, but also in health and also in its reach uh, to the community. Um, And take your example from a young guy who was a shepherd who did what nobody else could do, who others would say, David, let me give you some advice. She's still young. Let me give you some advice. David says, shove off. I'm who I am. And as long as you have that attitude of telling those who are know-it-alls to shove off and be yourself, then God's going to take hold of you and do something amazing. Can we give her a round of applause? And there you have it. We've added another fruit to the fruit of the Spirit. It's called the fruit of shove off. And uh, I'm excited to see how that works out. <laughs> Might even come back. Could just come back. Um, a couple of thoughts before we go to the kind of more official part of the evening where we ask Nicole to make some pledges and commitments to God and to the church and, and yourselves to her. Um, just to say that one of the things, I mean, I, I, like Paul, I look up after a, a hundred and something churches. One of the things we're looking for in those who come to the herald of a moment like this is two qualities. Two qualities. The first is that they love God. And that may sound like a very obvious thing, but you know, sometimes people end up in an environment like this not because they love God, but because they love position or they love influence or they love to affect things for good. And when I first met Nicole, about two years ago with my wife Jane, the first thing I remembered about her is how much she loved Jesus. And we talked about a few different things and it was, it was quite remarkable. My wife was with me. Uh, when we finished our conversation, Jane said to me, wasn't she lovely? And, uh, and, She is lovely, but the reason for that is far more profound than just that she's got a good character or a nice nature or a good personality. Actually, she has discovered God's love, and that love has shaped and molded her character and led her to this moment. It's not accidental. It's an intentional thing that God does in people's lives. And we just thank the education system for preparing you and training you and equipping you for all that lies ahead. And hopefully, alongside Jesus and the Holy Spirit and maybe a little bit of healing, you might be well equipped for that. The second thing that I look for whenever I'm looking for people to come and take the herald of a church is, yes, that they love Jesus, but also that they love people. You'd be quite surprised how many people end up in a gig like this and they don't even like people. I think it's a a prerequisite to say that it's very difficult to preach to people you don't love. 
And it's very difficult to endure some things when you have an intolerance because you don't care. And so they may seem like very simple qualities, but they are indeed quite profound qualities because without them, none of this will work. And it's in your invested and best interest that she is still in love with Jesus in 10 years' time. In fact, if you are sharp, and I think the few of us might be in the room, you would want to be sure that that increases over time. And for that to happen, you need to pray for her, and you need to honor her, and you need to, you need to allow her to become the woman that God is calling her to become in this season of her life. And that means there's no room for criticism Because sometimes, you know, I find in ministry, people think that we've got somebody at the front and we're like spectators and we get to critique the performance. This is not the theater, darling. This is the church. Okay, and the church honors one another and the Bible teaches us that it works really good for us when we honor those that the Lord has placed among us to lead us into the things that he has promised us. So, we want her to be more in love with Jesus in 10 years' time. In fact, we'd like her to turn up in every environment and be so in love with Jesus, the kingdom invades every space. And hearts are touched without even understanding really why, because she's carrying this wonderful sense of love in her heart for God. In fact, what we really want is for her to become God's secret weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) Don't we? So every environment she stands in, however bleak or difficult, hope begins to fashion itself. Joy comes into the midst of tragedy and difficulty. And so for us on this journey, we're starting out with those clarities, but for you as a community, you need to invest in them. And we want Nicole to love Jesus more, and we want her to be not tired of people or jaded by the difficulties, but energized Not by the problems, but the possibilities and the promises of God as she interacts with the people around her. And you know, when we look after our ministers like that, our ministers will look after us the way we want to be looked after. And here's the principle. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is even to receive. And I think in our grab-hold world where we're after something from everyone, We need to think a little bit differently about a moment like this because this is about giving. This is about giving our hearts and giving our courage and giving ourselves to a moment where God could do something great. And it's going to require of us as a community a little bit more investment than being a spectator. This is not an audience, it's a congregation. And we congregate around the one we love called Jesus Christ. And as we give our lives to him and we give our lives to each other, we start to see his kingdom come. And we start to see all kinds of fantastic things happen. Our dreams really do come true whenever the one who gives them to us is our priority. And the ones he's placed around us to take care of us are honored, respected, prayed for, loved and supported. And so their lives get richer and ours get richer by default. So in this moment, I'm going to ask Nicole, if you would please, just to come on out here for me, please. And would you stand to my left-hand side? And um, because Jesus is at my right-hand side here. It's a joke, it's a joke. <laughs> now, you've probably noticed how large the print is on this iPad, have you? Yes. Well, it's coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> So, Nicole, seeing that we're about to appoint you to this church, 
and that you've been called by God to his ministry, I ask you in his precious name, do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Good girl, thank you. That's a relief, because if that hadn't happened, that could have been, it could have been a bit dodgy from here on in. Nicole, do you believe in your heart that you have been called by God to the pastoral oversight of this, the Delancey Elam Church? As you serve among the church family and community, will you be committed to giving to its members and receiving from them, Nicole? Will you obey the call to lead this fellowship while continuing to follow Jesus Christ with all your heart, with all your strength, and with all your might, who is indeed the head of this church? Okay. So, church, can I ask you to stand with us, please? So it's right that Nicole is making this declaration of commitment to the work and the purposes of God here in this fellowship. But church, I wanted to invite you to make some commitments too. Because I think this is a moment where together we consecrate ourselves to the future that the Lord is opening up for us. So let me ask you. Together are you making, we are making an important act and commitment, believing that we have all been called to work with God and to work with Nicole. And I'm asking you, please, will you commit to that journey in Jesus' precious name? That was good. Thank you very much. Do you as members and attenders of this church fellowship acknowledge and receive Nicole as your new minister? Will you honor and support her, working humbly and cheerfully alongside her as the people of God to extend the kingdom of God in this, the island of Guernsey? Okay. Now just reach your hand out towards her like you were praying for, but you can't reach. Okay. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the name of this church and as a representative of the Elim churches, I now declare that you, Nicole, have been inducted to lead this church, the Delancey Church and its congregation, to the work that this congregation is called to and in the ministry to which Jesus Christ has called all of you. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. And may he give you his peace. I pray in Jesus' precious name, that you will receive a fresh baptism of love for God and his people and a fresh revelation of the greatness and the goodness of the God that you serve. I ask this in Jesus' precious, precious name. Now, could I ask some of the leaders from the church here and the local leaders to come and just lay hands on Nicole as we commission her into this new season of her life. Thank you. Eric, would you come too, please, sir? Thank you. The leaders of this church and other leaders present here. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this very special moment and in this very special place. We thank you for giving us a very special person to carry this ministry forward. And now we pray for her. We pray for the anointing of your spirit, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill her afresh today, we pray. 
Anoint every part of her life that you have prepared for her, every aspect of her personality and ability and education and history and family that has made her what she is today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking her sin away, as you have taken ours away too on the cross of Calvary. And now we pray, Lord, equip and anoint your servant to make her powerful and effective in your hand as a leader in this church. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that Nicole has already come on a long journey with you. You have already been working in her life and through her. You have already touched many lives through her ministry. And Father, we are just so excited to see this new, uh, new phase in her journey, new chapter in her life and in the life of Delancey. And Father, we just pray that you, uh, again, as has already been prayed, we just pray you will bless and anoint afresh both Nicole and the church here. Father, that they will see you doing new things, that many, many people will just be touched afresh by the ministry of Nicole as she steps out in faith and in obedience to you in this uh, new phase of her life and her journey. So, Father, again, I just pray your blessing on her and your fresh anointing on her. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please take your seats. Nicole, would you come and just say a few words to the church as you begin the adventure from a slightly different viewpoint? Thank you. Thanks, folks. Well, um, firstly, I'd like to say a massive uh, thank you to all of you for being here uh, this evening. It really means so much to have my family and my friends here alongside me. It's, it's brilliant to have you here. I always find it really interesting when you look back on your life and, and you kind of reflect on everything that you've done, things that you've achieved and, and, and places you've been. And when I think back to my childhood and my teenage years, um, yeah, as, as Paul was sort of saying, if someone had told me that I was going to be the minister here uh, at Delancey Elam, I would have been quite surprised and quite shocked and amazed that that was going to be the case. But here I am. Here I am today, and I'm so excited uh, to be in this place. And I really want to say um, a massive thank you to my church, to Delancey, um, for welcoming me as your minister, for supporting me, for encouraging me in this transition time. You really are an amazing bunch of people, and I love being with you here at the church. And I do see you as my extended family, and I will do all I can to serve you and to lead you in the years ahead. I want to thank Paul and Simon um, for travelling over to today. Both of these guys have been a great help and an encouragement to me throughout my years in the ministry, so I really appreciate you both. But each one of you here this evening is, is here because you're important to me, and I want to thank you all for being in my life and for being a part of my life. Um, for many of you, church isn't your thing, but that's never mattered to you. Uh, you accept me and you continually support me in all my religious pursuits. And for me, that's what real friendship is about. And it's your acceptance, it's your love, it's your friendship that inspires me to build a church that reflects such qualities. They were qualities that Jesus Christ displayed for all of us. And I hope and pray that this church will always be a place that shows such love such acceptance, such friendship. 
that the doors of this church building will truly be open to all. And I'll make it my aim, and I'll make it the church's aim, to live out the greatest commandment ever written, which was love God and love others. So, ladies and gentlemen, your new pastor, Nicole, come on, give her a cheer, please. Thank you so much for being with us here tonight and for taking part in what I believe is a starting point for Nicole in the future ministry and leadership of, of this church. And uh, if you're not a usual church attender, you're always welcome to come and join us at any point here. We really have a heart to connect people with the one who has changed everything for us and indeed some things about us. And you'd be very, very welcome to come along and meet with us here. I think you're meeting tomorrow morning. It's it Sunday tomorrow. Yes, sorry, I should know that, shouldn't I? I just am traveling a little bit at the moment. So what time would it be tomorrow? Half past ten in the morning. So don't worry about your shopping. You can do that in the afternoon and your roast dinner will taste all the sweeter if there's a slight delay. So would you stand with us, please, as we draw our time to a a conclusion? I want to leave you with this thought. We're going to sing a song in a minute and then we're going to have cake, which is probably the highlight for some of us. When the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds on the hillside, And pronounced the coming of Jesus the Messiah. They didn't say, church attendance to the world, the Lord has come. They didn't say, religion to the world, the Lord has come. Rules and regulations. No, in fact, what they said was this. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And if you were to do a little study around that, it says this. Joy and mega joy to the world, the Lord has come. It always seems quite interesting to me that people who say they know him sometimes don't reflect that. But I can honestly say that Nicole does. And I want her to keep partying as well because hopefully she might take me out. I have asked twice, but it's never materialized. The old fat Irish fella in the corner isn't a really good advert for someone who's out enjoying themselves. But please, please keep joy at the center of everything. It's the very nature and character of God. And I believe that that's the best expression to the world that we can give of a God who is good and kind and just. So keep, keep partying. And I'm going to pronounce this over you. You shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. Peace is the fullness of God here on earth. And the mountains and the hills, those things that look like obstacles, even Goliaths, they will melt. Why? Because you're strong and lean and mean? No, because you carry a countenance or a presence of the one who is joy himself. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. And until we meet again, I pray that you will grow in stature and strength and favor in the eyes of God and each other. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Eden Church. For more downloads, information or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceelam.co.uk.